Welcome to That Now Podcast, the only podcast mad enough to embark on a musical journey through the roller coaster of belters, flops, and sinful delights of the now, that's what I call, music compilation albums. I'm Louie, and joining me as always are highly qualified resident audiophiles, Marita. Hello. And James. Hey, all. Coming up, we go crazy for Kershaw, nutty for Nana, and loopy for Lauper. To listen to the Spotify playlist for this episode's tracks, please click on the link in the description. During the pod, all of us will pick three tunes from each side of each compilation. These will go to a final poll that you, the listener, can vote for. The top 10 of 1983-1984 will then be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So, let's turn on our zooms and find out if that is indeed now, that's what we call music. Nice one. Oh, that one. That was brilliant. Do you know what a zune is? No. I don't know what a zune is. Z-U-N-E. Z-U-N-E. It was Microsoft's answer to the iPod. Um, um, it looked like um, it looked like an iPod, but it was bl- black and it had like a blue screen and then it had like a little slider on it that was just up and down. It was an orange kind of logo, right? If I remember rightly. Maybe. I don't know. So when you said zune, I was thinking it was some kind of like Gen Z cool thing that you, they do. You know, well, like a like an adjic- uh like a verb to zoom. Uh, uh, yes. Are you just going to go and zoom with your boys later? Yeah, it's take a few zooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take a few zooms on a night out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it is. Who knows? Um, icebreaker time. We all know that we love them. No, not for you. Not for you, Marita. That was a sign out. She signed out of that. We'll give it to James first. You can think about your answer here. Someone asked this to me over the weekend. If you had to have something written on your wall at home, oh my. big writing, i.e. live, laugh, love, what would it be? Take your time. I I think to explain it, it would be visible to anyone walking in the door straight away. It would take up the size of a wall. So we, we, we couldn't cover it. You know, it's inescapable. So... Mine would, I was thinking, would be along the lines of, you know, something just to stop annoying thoughts. So you'd come in, like, in the rabbit hole in your head and it'd say, stop it. Or, don't go there, sister. Something like that. <laughs> right. Um, or maybe, like, it could be worse. It could be Lamal's hair. Great reference. And we've got him in already. I, just, I was worried that we're not going to talk about him today. So. so if it's something on your wall, it means... I was thinking actually quite seriously, if yeah. you know what I mean. You're allowed to take it seriously. Okay. Well, the first thing that came to our minds, and it's music related, is, you know, this is such a hipster thing, but Neutral Milk Hotel. You know Neutral Milk Hotel? Yeah. In the airplane over the sea? Yeah. That, that lyric, uh, how strange it is to be anything at all. I really like that lyric. That's uh, Yeah. Hard. And it's like, that. that's like a... Your outlook on life, right? You don't, you know, who knows if there's a God? Who knows if there's anything? It's just strange to be something. That was off the cuff. I like it. Yeah. Mal, do you want me to come back to you at the end of the plot? No, no, I've, I've, I've had a think. I really, really like the phrase, this too shall pass. Yeah. It's a bit somber to have it on your wall um, because also if you're in a good mood, it's also indicative I know. that's going to pass. That's a bit well, sad for the happy moment, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You might go with something like, hey, you cowboy, or, you know, just something silly. That's nice. Carry on the cowboy theme. It's also like, if you're if no one's at home, it's kind yeah. of like a greeting in the coming in the door. 
Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you what my former landlady had on her wall? Love each other. Hold your head high. Laugh a lot. Try everything once. <laughs> Say please and thank you. Never give up. Don't play ball in the house. <laughs> Always tell the truth. Chew, swallow, speak. Trust in yourself. <laughs> Be respectful. Keep your promises. Forgive even when it's hard. Do what you love. Break the rules once in a while. So no. legit. What the heck? Also, what? a landlady to say don't break the rules and then break the rules once in a while. Oh. It's uh, hypocrite. This was on my wall in my old house here in Amsterdam. Was it written uh, in Dutch? No, it was written in English. That makes it worse than that. I took it off and I moved out and she never knew. I mean, also, how many walls was that over? That was all in one bit. Was yeah. it painted onto the wall? Or was it like um, I don't know, like a stencil? Right, it's like adhesive yeah. sticker things. Yeah, stencil. And she didn't notice that you took it down. Well, I, I left. I don't know if she did, but it was just so embarrassing. You know, you know, I just came down straight away. Yeah. Chew, swallow, speak. What's that? Oh, I'm right. expecting that to go a different way, other than speak at the end. Yeah, it's like, do you know what the other BTK killer, bang, torture, kill? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> All right, that's no, a that's... dark, both a light and a dark start to the tough yeah, like us. That's what yeah. breaking the ice does. Okay, we're going to start off with a probably, I could arguably say, one of the biggest hitters of the album. Do they like to start with a big song? Mostly they do. It's Queen Radio Gaga. James, take me away. When it comes to Queen tracks, I've never been. I've I've always liked this song, but never thought, never really thought much of it. Do you know what I mean? And then reading about it and being about like how you know Freddie Mercury was the the rise of music TV and. Um, you know, thinking that it's the death of radio and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of a love song to radio. And we all love radio, right? We're all radio people. I like Absolutely. radio. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of I went, I've not really heard the lyrics before properly. And, you know, there's like references to War of the Worlds in there and things like that, like things that the fit, fit, uh, radio is famous for. You know, it's sort of just, it's a it's a good song, one of the better, good Queen song. Um not much to say really just kind of I like the um, I think it's interesting that Queen you know they're using the uh, 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 synth uh, Roland Date arpeggiator actually I think you find in this track which is obviously maybe something a bit new for them you know using a bit of electronic music in their in their music and um, but yeah no, great great track very good start, very good start to the album succinct succinct yeah, yeah. Thank you. that was that was I mean, I think we're a bit spoiled having you on. If you're going to speak like that, I mean, that, that's Newsnight worthy. Yes. <laughs> Mal, can you cheapen it up a bit for us? Cheapen it. Yeah. <laughs> I was only going to cheapen it with the fact that I used to hate, like, really disliked the pointed. You know, when talk goes down a board and it like sets you on edge. Mm. I, that's how I would feel when Queen came on the radio. Any and Queen. Any queen, any queen. And then about three years ago, I heard Cool Cat, which quickly became one of my favourite songs of all time. 
And I think since I turned that corner, I've got a new appreciation for Queen. Um, there's a lad at my school whose entire identity was built around him loving Queen. I used to feel so sorry for him. Um, but now, the ripe old age of 33, I get what he's going for. Was that Head of the Times? Was yeah. that Paul by any chance? It wasn't Paul Young. No. Um, but yeah, I think it's quite a band that screams identity, doesn't it? It's, you, you're obsessed with Queen and that's... You, you believe you believe in Queen, and, yes. And I, I've got to agree with you, Matt. I wouldn't say it goes as far as nails on a chalkboard. Like I could see there was some musical merit from Bohemian Rhapsody, whatever. Uh-huh. And these songs are everywhere, and they're played all the time. But I've never really, I it was felt a bit novelty and a bit, yeah, a bit ridiculous for me. But never again. Like I want to clarify, I never thought it was cheap. I thought they were impressive people. Like you know, the music is obviously clearly for extremely talented people. Um, I think in in looking up the song, and you know, it was interesting to hear like James, your what you said about uh, its meaning and the importance of radio, and sort of actually quite a defining track of a change in technology and a change in shift in what music is like when we look at this music now, we like watch videos on YouTube. Like maybe if someone was doing a radio show, they wouldn't even think about that maybe, you know? Um, I think what I sort of warmed to were two things was the video, which was the, uh, they used um, Metropolis in it. Oh uh, yeah. Phil. Yeah. And that was really good because it was exactly about what the song is about isn't it and moving on technology wise but also a 20s film so I feel that was really cool um, but what was interesting I read um, was that because it's a German film and an East German film um, it wasn't the rights went with a, a company as such the rights were from were with the East German government so they just had to approach the government to get the license to use it cool. at the time, which I thought was quite cool yes um, and then again, indicative of the time. Um, but yeah, I think the other video that really struck me and I think made me lean towards the, and appreciate it more was the Live Aid yeah. of this. Have you seen that? He's just, I mean, I'm in love with the bloke now. I think he's, I mean, I never doubted him, but like I'd never had my moment. I think that was my moment, really. He's stunning. He's energetic. He's talented and he's in control and there's confidence and it's just frontman perfection i think um yeah i think another thing about queen as well is like all four of them were songwriters right which is really strong and i think roger taylor wrote this song originally and then freddie kind of finished it off and you know john deacon wrote some good queen songs like you're my best friend and stuff but to have the four of them all contributing in that way is pretty pretty awesome you don't see that all the time yeah what do we think about the song itself we've talked about the importance of them maybe what the song means it's good <laughs> yeah all right moving on it's, it's a great song it's a good track yeah radio goo goo doesn't annoy you that annoys me why no oh, it's just a little bit goo goo just trying to do something against gaga you know uh, I mean, we've given all of this like a backstory to the song, but the lyrics themselves are pretty poor, aren't they? Really, like great backstory, whatever. But 
you want to see Radio Gaga anymore? <laughs> not overrating a cake. <laughs> <laughs> the verse is all right. I think the lyrics, the verse is all right. Yeah, well, I mean, what was it I said last last time? Bob Dylan would be proud. I mean, you know, it's serving a purpose, right? Um, yeah. If it's, if it's that catchy, do it a few times. Why not? The second of the album, Nick Kershaw, Wouldn't It Be Good? I never had to hear that song again, is how I'm going to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if I never had to listen to this again? Yeah. I... Honestly, thought it was so cheesy and weak. Just insufferable nonsense. Hey, yeah. So like James, you're shaking your head and I don't know if it This is James's yeah. favourite. I love this song. This I think it's Oh my goodness. You, you it. No, I think it's a great song. I love listening. I was listening to it all last week. I've got to admit, I slightly enjoyed it as well. <laughs> I it was one of my wake up in the night thinking of it. You know, it's catchy. Oh, so catchy, man. Um, good little riff as well, That, which is the same like rhythm as that, isn't it? Yeah. It's that slow, lazy guitar riff. It sounds great. I really like the synthesizer solo. Um, I like how disinterested his vocals are. It's like um, too <laughs> I cool, too crazy. cool, um, too cool. I really like the end of it as well, where it's got like the chorus, uh, the chorus music, let's say, and then but he's singing the verses with the chorus. Um, he's see, yeah, singing the verses with the chorus music behind it. I always like that the fade out. It's uh, no, I think I love this song. I think it's such like a typical eighties anthem. I really enjoy it, and I think it's a lovely guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not even guilty. Fuck it. I can't take it seriously because it sounds like a parody of itself, but was it? Maybe it was groundbreaking in 84, but it's... It, oh, it's just... It's mushy. It's just... It's got no backbone. It's a... So, yeah, shit. Mushy can be good. It's at the top of that mush. Greater when you talk about music, Brian, it's always like strong or weak or pathetic. It's like very like physical. Oh wow! Okay. This is now, <laughs> this is now the the, the counselor's concession. <laughs> but I think that's interesting. Like, oh, it's weak. It's mushy. It's you like strong music. You like music that's got a power to it. Because I think music, like most art, affects you physically, right? Like it make well, most art forms make me react in like a visceral way. So mm. like, I know I probably feel it in my. Body. Like you can't stop your fingers or legs from moving or tapping. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, I get it. Yeah, or just head from shaking from being like, no, stop it. No more nature, sure. No, it's interesting. I like it when you said body so confidently there, Marita. <laughs> my body <laughs> just overcome by Nick Kershaw emotions um, but yeah James is probably right about you there Mal. I think there's nothing's middle of the road 
which is literally what that track is. It's middle of the road, isn't it? I can feel I can feel in the middle of the road sometimes. I don't know if things fit me physically. I I, I think they definitely do, but I wouldn't say all of the time. Maybe it does. Do you not think this is kind of like there's a melancholy to it a little bit and I don't know, uh, a fatalism to it that kind of is interesting. That's what I, I like about it, I think. Well, I'll give you a quote on that note, Jim. It was originally called Wouldn't It Be Nice? Which is even worse. Isn't it? Oh, good song. Um, no, that's not good to hear. Um, and he said that that felt meaningless. Wouldn't It Be Good was written in the knowledge I had a record contract things were starting to happen and I was heading for world domination. Why was it so melancholic? You'd have to ask my analyst. He knew he was going for world domination. Kershaw. Kershaw. Big head is. name. His second single might be on in a few albums time, which is also a good song. Yeah, okay. Nuclear Apocalypse. We've already had one of them. Yeah, we're in the eighties. You know, the bomb's still there. Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick spell N I K. That's also slightly. That, that's cool, man. Is that cool? Or is that yeah, wrong? That's just plain wrong. Edgy. It's like Zeds in the nineties when Zeds were like cool. You know, right? Boys, boys. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Two men. Boys. Yeah. I I men. Yeah. Perfect. Boys noise. Is that what they said? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a bit noise a bit naughties though, aren't they? Maybe we should put a Z on our podcast title. That now's <laughs> oh. Podcasts. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um some of the lyrics in this were you know, as I can read to one word about lyrics. You got it bad. Oh. You don't know how bad you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, exactly. Did you say sloppy or shoddy? Soppy. Soppy. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of it is about like, I guess, seeing from the other point of view, and so the classic phrase is, you know, what would it be like in my shoes? You know, put yourself in my shoes. Yeah, it talks about shoes a lot, and one of the lyrics is just stay out my shoes. <laughs> so I quite, quite like, I'm just sick of you being in my shoes all the time. Yeah. You know? Maybe you could play it to cleaner, Louis. Oh, uh, have I talked about that on this podcast? No, you told me. He- oh my god! Yeah, do you want me to tell that on the podcast? Yeah, definitely. Middle, middle class problems. All right. Yeah. Um, I came home and uh, my cleaner was here. And I said, "Oh, hi, are you all right?" And he was wearing my slippers, and I thought that's quite funny because, and then I started thinking because I don't mind too much, but like. I don't know. You can be a bit funny about feet. I don't know. It's whatever. Anyway, but then I thought, oh, I leave my slippers by the door. So maybe he thought that I wanted him to put the slippers on. Mm. And then I started having a sort of middle class crisis about guilt and sort of employment. And oh, God, it was disastrous. And then I thought, right, um, I'll hide. What did you tell me to do, Maurice? Because I told you about this. Let's tell you to put them upstairs or something. Yeah, hide them. So yeah. I hid them. And then he didn't wear them anymore. I came home two weeks later. He was wearing Sophie's slippers. <laughs> oh, God. Again. 
And I know that Sophie doesn't like, she hates feet generally. So I was a bit like, oh my God, we're going to have to do something here. So I just, because it wasn't my slippers at this point, I just said, hey man, um, see you've got some slippers on there. Uh, I don't think Sophie would want you wearing those slippers. Uh, But if you, like, do you think we want you to wear slippers? Because you don't have to. And he said, no, I just like how they feel. Oh my God. So I was like, oh, okay. So now, all resolved, I've bought him some slippers and he can wear his slippers here. That's very cute. Is it cute? I feel awful. Why are you out? Well, you know, I just, sometimes I sort of think, oh, you've just got to say things, you know, and not be too British about things. Yeah. In the end, we all know Louis a Tory now, so that's good. Oh, (laughs) I know, it's all come out. Oh, God, I get him to wear a Thatcher costume down the house when he, when he cleans. It's just a little peccadillo of mine. Um, <laughs> that's enough about my cleaner and me feeling bad. Um, moving on. Just just one final thing on Nick Kershaw. I can only yeah. still from the video, but his eyebrows look really lush. And it's a very girly thing to say to two lads on a music podcast. His eyebrows, like, like they are on fleet. Well, use, to use your words, uh, I'm here for you saying the word lush. I think that's that. That would be a podcast of that. Maybe by the end of this, by the end of the eighties, we should construct the perfect eighties pop star. We've got brows of Kershaw. Yes, we've got the hair of Lamar, and we need to work on the rest. So let's work on the rest. The video is. Yeah, the eyebrows are incredible. It's the original monobrow, isn't it? Or it's just about meeting. He looks so different now. Oh, my God. That's 50 years. As you would. would. All right. Moving on. Thompson Twins, Hold Me Now, the third track on the album. James, do you want to take this one? Um, so I thought it was an interesting idea because apparently this song's about him uh, breaking up with his girlfriend and trying again. And it's kind of him saying, well, how do we go from being, you know, we just met, everything's great, we meet up, you know, everything's golden to now, you know, everything's turned to shit, basically. And I think it's like, it's interesting, this idea of like stepping outside and being like, how did we get from one point to this point? You know, what happened in that time? But at the same time, the song is not very captivating, quite boring. I found it very meh um, and didn't really do anything for me, but I thought lyrically, maybe not lyrically, but I've seen the idea of the song as quite an interesting one and one that we probably all thought about. Um, but yeah, other than that, it didn't really do anything for me. I just found it very generic and boring. Same. I was a bit like, like, what did you say about a song on the other album, Mouth? It just went on too long. Now. It doesn't really go out of, like, second gear, does it? There's no... Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And given that it's an emotional song, you don't really feel so much emotionally. It's very despondent and just kind of... Yeah. It's been Yeah. I've written dreary monotony, monotony in quotation marks which would suggest that I've got that from somewhere or I'm quoting myself 
I think you've created yourself. <laughs> but it's, it's certainly both dreary and monotonous, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Um, I think that w- was a review, though, that you'd found on some... Could be. Platform or other. Yeah. You know, I've written... I'm not sure if I like it, so to go against what you were saying last time around, um, I'm not sure if I like it or not, but also I don't think it's terrible. That's I'd rather possible. listen to this again than wouldn't it be good? Would you? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. oh, that's interesting. No, I think, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I think, wouldn't it be good if I listened to that over Hold Me Now? <laughs> He's going to keep saying, wouldn't it be good? Dot, dot, wouldn't dot. it be good? Wouldn't it be good if yeah. Thompson Twins were better? Um, did anyone watch the video for this? I'm not going to always talk about the video, but I just no. want to point this one out. Because the, the person in it looks like she's appropriating Cat in the Hat from Dr. Zeus. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just such a strong hat in it. I've never seen anything quite like it. But again, the 80s continue to impress. Um, but yeah, have a little look when you've got some time. Um, the names based on the Tintin comics, Thompson, Thompson Twins, fine, catchy. Um, what did they change their name to in 1993? Babel. Why? Oof. I think they just wanted to go in a new direction. And that's the second question. I want the exact genre they've moved into from whatever genre that was before. Minimal techno. It's a good guess. Slow that BPM down. Crunch. 92, grunge, 93, grunge. They want to be Soundgarden from Halifax. Not bad shout. Dub influenced chill out. Ooh. Ooh. So, wait, just going back, was it Babel, like the Tower of Babel? Babel as in, like, babbling away. And you know what? I think we see the Afonso Lamal here for one gibberish filled name, like Kajagugu. They were like, give me a slice of that. Give me some of that Kajagugu gibberish. <laughs> Babel. Well, what's what's Babel an, an anagram for? Deadly bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Limal. Okay. It's also the name of a language learning app like Duolingo, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Imagine if they were behind that as well. That's where they made. That was actually that the clever, clever these lot, these Thompson twins. Dub in, dub influence chill out language learning. Yeah. Good words. Also, you learn languages so much. Easier through song. Yeah. But look, that has stayed with me from year seven French onwards. Yeah. Do you know any Dutch songs as well? Do you remember any Dutch songs? Uh Drink and drugs. Yeah, drink and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> so got a real, it's an easy one. That little Klein song. Little Klein with yeah. um, what's the other? Flex. Ronnie Flex. Ronnie Flex. It's I like Dutch rap though because it's so int- sounds so intricate. It's good, yeah. Some good Dutch rap, yeah. And also the G's really add credence. The heavy huh, really adds some like gangster credence to your rapping, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, moving on? Yep. Yeah. Lovely. Track four. 
Matt Bianco, get out of your lazy bed. What the fuck was the song? <laughs> do, 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 Okay, I'm just going to just, well, I'm going to just say this to you, and this is what we're going to run with. Sounds like Mario Kart on oh. meth. I have written the same thing down. Oh my God, it sounds like Mario Kart theme song on MCAT. What the heck? <laughs> it's right. Isn't it? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's incredible. I wrote sounds like music from a shit PlayStation 1 platformer game like Crash Bandicoot. It's not yeah. far off, but not as in sync as that. That's incredible. But the inspiration for Crazy Dog or Nintendo here must have been like they had that on repeat while they were making all the levels of like <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> you know, like throwing the egg and that. Um, mushroom even. Uh, they shell, you throw a shell. Yep. Just, um, a shell? Yeah, you... you, you oh, the mushroom is the turbo. Mushroom. Right, yeah. Let's all get our gaming correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what the fuck is that song? I'm sorry. You know what? It grew on me. No, grew on me. No, I think... I think uh, no, I don't think we're going to allow that. Um, also, I feel that you probably have quite a visceral reaction to songs, James. But then you almost like talk yourself into feeling a different way after doing research towards them. Guilty. You know, I just found it. You know, when I really just came to accept that it was used, it was used on a children's breakfast show, and it's got a nice sax solo at the end. I was like, you know what? It's just a bit of a zany theme tune for a kids' show. Fine. You know, it wasn't made for that. Though. No, it but it's it's like. Yeah, actually, maybe that that's more damning, actually, that it was used. Because it says it all, that it wasn't yeah. used. It's just, so it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's a bit crap. If it is a bit of fun, why the fuck is it on this music album? Because this is not music. This is, if anything, evidence of the song that wasn't playing selling well enough. Let's whack it on the compilation to get people listening. Yeah. Chart placing number 15. Um, was it number 15? Who fuck bought that? Yeah. Who the yeah. Who the fuck bought that record? Imagine your teenage kid buys that and plays that in the bedroom all the time. He's like, God, put them, send them to the bloody adult. Like, you know, traditional parents would be like, oh, my kids listen to Eminem or like listen yeah. to Slipknot. If my kid was listening to that, I would throw the discography of Slipknot at them and get them a chainsaw and a fucking... Put weight and bleed on. Put weight and bleed on. Oh, my God. Like, I put fucking mental as my adjective. Do you say get them a chainsaw? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's safer for their mental than putting this anywhere near a child's formative teenage ears. Did you know the, the drummer from Slipknot used to inhale a dead crow when he was on stage? <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, I did, yeah. Where did we get we... all these dead crows from? Uh, good question. I mean, some <laughs> the dead crow stuff. They're from it was, so maybe it's just loads of roadkill around. You know, there's not you know. It was sick, wouldn't it? I mean, that's yeah. he was a bit crazy. This guy, he's the guy with the clown mask on. Mm-hmm. You know, my cousin uh, used to tell me when I was a kid. He was my oldest cousin, and he was into. He was like a sort of metal head, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it, punky guy. Um, yeah, I used to have a big Mohican with spikes, you know, those really tall hairspray. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, he said, oh, yeah, we're at Slipknot concert. They, and they hire people to go around breaking people's arms in the crowd. And I said, I don't know why you went to that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be there, you know? <laughs> I, you know, just strictly speaking, this is hearsay. This is not obviously uh, not true. So I'm not saying that Slipknot hired people to do that. But as a rumour and mm-hmm. to try to impress your cousin, I was like, that's not impressive. Like, that's no. horrible. Meanwhile, you're in your room with S Club on. Reaching for the stars. Reaching for the stars. <laughs> what do you, do you think they break arms at Matt Bianco concerts? Don't think you too many con it's probably sugar crazed children who go to these concerts by the by the sound of this track. Yeah. Bloody you know, hell. Maybe maybe Matt Bianco's in the wiggles now. Maybe that's who he is. <laughs> we also need to check Matt Bianco for his outstanding characteristics to add him to our eighties pop star. Actually, let's have a quick look at him. Let's have a look. I feel like with a name, surname like Bianco. He's got beautiful Italian. Yeah. Oh, he looks um, looks a bit Ricky Martin in the one I've just looked at. Got a very angular face, I think. Oh, I don't know which one. You know, he is. In- Doesn't isn't there a woman? Isn't in this song where the woman goes dip up, be baboo, skip baby, but it doesn't she do that in it? Um, oh, I'll be surprised. This song gets worse and worse the more I think and remember about it. <laughs> To Carmel, more, more, more. James, I'm going to throw it to you because Marita's got a mouthful of Rocky Road. Yeah, <laughs> professional as always. I was pleasantly surprised by this song. I uh, I was expecting more, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? And I did like it. I like this track. I thought it was good. It was a welcome surprise. I like this kind of do wop elements. It was a nice throwback to maybe like a you know a 60s or a 70s kind of uh, girl group seeing. She's from Manchester as well, apparently, which I was And more massive. Um, and I just like it. It's just got a nice, uh, the bongo rhythms on it. It's kind of cool. An interesting track and uh, yeah, one that I liked. I think it was pretty good. Did you think the start sounded a bit like uh, Can't Get No Satisfaction? I didn't notice that, no. I think what Anyway, that's all I noticed. Now, I've written it's kind of a doo woppy beat and kind of off key, and that I couldn't really get into it. Um, and the lyrics are pretty tragic, but you know, it was it. It's fine, fine. I like. I appreciate the fact that Carmel are from Manchester, mm. but you know, they're not up there with the Inspiral Carpets or. Stone Roses or Oasis, are they? No, they're not. not Yeah. (laughs) Um, I couldn't nothing for this track. And I think that's quite indicative of how I felt. I mean, I just don't have much thoughts on it. It was, it came and went in the night. (laughs) Whatever I mean by that. I mean, can I call it soul music? Yeah. No. No. Yes, but no at the same time. Brilliant. <laughs> Should we see what, what genre Wikipedia says Carmel are? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Louis, I know what you're saying because kind of I'm a bit like sometimes 
I'm thinking about the tracks on this album, but when you think about the millions and millions and billions of songs out there, you know, this is 3,227,000, whatever. <laughs> That's not a number, but you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, I like it on this album. Is it going to be on my heavy rotation? No, obviously, but anyway. No. I see. So it's in relevance to the album, you would like it. Um, yeah. I think, weirdly, I think, more the the fact that I haven't got much to say about it, it more means to me that I'd give more chat to maybe some of the tracks coming up or yeah. things we've already talked about where I don't like them and I probably like this one more because there's something more interest to it. I just felt like I've heard this kind of thing a thousand times. Yeah. There's nothing particularly interesting about it. It's quite repetitive um, and I forgettable, I guess. For me. Okay. Can I just tell you what Wikipedia says that they are genre wise? No, sure. absolutely. Jazz, soul, sophisti pop. Have you ever heard of a genre like it? Sophisti pop. We're very sophisticated, so we're urbanites, right? So, yes. What else is yes. sophisti pop? That's what I was just about to look up. Um, if you have some names, you can guess what they are. Keen. Okay. You're going to uh, guess. Another Mancunian band. James. Mm-mm. Mancunian band, 1975. Oasis, Star Roses. Blossoms. S- simply Red. Oh, and Mick. Yeah. Mick. Oh, the Blue Nile are included in Sophisti Pop. No, quite a lot of Simply Wild songs. Prefab Well. Prefab Sprout, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. This, I quite like this. This is good. This is a good genre. So what does it mean, though, Mal? What is it? It's a pop music subgenre that developed out the British New Wave movement during the mid-1980s. It originated with acts who blended elements of jazz, soul and pop with lavish production. The term sophisti pop was coined only after the genre's peak in the mid to late 1980s. Because mm. me and my me and my mate, we like to make jokes about Paul Weller that you know he, he's in the jam, and first he's like going on to Grant and all that, and then by within about two or three years he's like sax solos and uh, you're the best thing that ever have, and he just you know the other lads from the jam are like, come on, Paul, let's play our guitars. He's like. No, I've got a bongo. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how he went from like what nine? I don't know. Was it nine seventy nine or something? He's doing like really aggressive buzz buzzcock type of rock, and now within a few years, he's totally chilled out. And... He's Nick Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but he's yeah, I don't know. Totally gone the other way, which is kind of cool. Pivoted. Yeah, which is good because you need to change. Which is we do only yeah it's quite quite an important thing to pivot as if you as long as your career is long yeah I think um, not not everyone pulls it off no um, have Carmel pulled it off here no James I don't know because I, I read that some like they see in French as well and that they're really big in France like when I went on Spotify there's like millions of um plays of like or maybe not billions but lots of plays of like their French language songs they've done which uh, yeah I have no idea about so 
Probably because they had an ex-member called Jim Paris. Right. So Jim's like, oh. he's from Macclesfield, but he's got Paris in his name. I'm sorry. Je suis Jim. Rosie and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, on Rosie and Jim, it was Rosie. He was French, right? Really? Oh, no. It's Tots TV. I'm thinking of Tots TV. I'm a top. He's a teeny top. Do you remember Brum, the car? Yes. Yeah. Fondly. Was the car from Birmingham, was it? Was the car a Brummy? It was all shy. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. From Sully Hall. Slowly. I really liked all the voices on Brum. Because he'd be like, hello, Brum. What are you doing today? And it's like, everyone had these like really, <laughs> you know, like really ridiculous voices. Bram, what's going on? And I standing there. Did Bram speak? No, Bram never spoke. Bram's a car. Just rap, rap. Doesn't have vocal what? cords. Oh, oh, yeah, beep. Do a beep, yeah. And move the doors around. Like Pinky. It'd be in a Brummy accent. Yeah. Noi, noi. Noi. Have you ever seen that meme about Pingu's dad? Is it Pingu's dad or is it Bram where she's like, <laughs> she does washing there's like a washing machine in their igloo and there's washing in it and it's like whose clothes is she washing? <laughs> They're all penguins. <laughs> yeah. I think Pingu wore a scarf sometimes but yeah. I loved his dad who was like hey, it's hard but it's hard but it wasn't one of don't like talk like this it was so good. No, no. <laughs> Oh, we should on. My favourite was when Pink, when Pingu got drunk. That was well. Oh yeah, yeah. And drank all the different drinks and coloured drinks. Did his seal mate have a name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Kiss from the red. Ah, very good. Very good. Very good. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Madness with. Michael Caine. My name's Michael. You should take this one, mate, because this is as your father up, up, up London town, isn't it? Yeah, mind the stool. <laughs> mind the stool. Yeah. I don't know. It's madness, isn't it? It all feels novelty to me. It all screams novelty. Again, I think, I don't know if I should be allowed to look at the videos because it start, makes it start me like things a little bit more. Um, they filmed the video in the Dublin Castle in Camden, which is obviously near where I grew up. So I was a little bit fond of that. Mm. And they're just sort of in the back, sort of all just doing their little sort of little dances and that. And they're all little swaying with the guitars and that. And I just thought, it's quite sweet, isn't it, really? I had it, it got a little bit soft spot. Um, I like the chorus a lot. One of my ones this week that I woke up singing in the middle of the night. You know, Why are you always waking up in the middle of the night with these songs going on? Like, with night terrors, just thinking of thugs. <laughs> waking up in bed really interesting. Don't you like have like a songs in your head like throughout the day? Or yeah, I was just thinking, wouldn't wouldn't it be good then when I made a cup of tea? So yeah, earworms, um, earworms, mm. exactly. And I think if you do listen to this album five times, they're pop records that. You know, a catchy for a reason, aren't they? Mm. They stay in your head. Um, so yeah, I like the chorus, but I think the use of Michael Caine is just, you know, the, ridiculous. I mean, the, the the tenuous link for why they used it 
is I, re- I was reading about it. It's something to do with. I mean, the song meaning is quite interesting. It's about a fo- an informant during the troubles, mm-hmm. um, and the lyrics suggest a state of paranoia or mental disintegration, which is cool. Not cool, but interesting. It's cool. The trouble. <laughs> um, I uh, I would I'd like, but then to, the the tenuous link was because of the Ipris file. Michael Caine was in it, and it was about that kind of boring spies, and, and it was just like. So tenuous, mm-hmm. like come on. It also, just doesn't work. Like you don't need to hear him say, "I'm Michael Caine." No, you don't. Also, it doesn't add any credence to the the song's meaning about no. troubles or anything like that. Does it? Um, They'd do better not to have it at all. Yeah. Mm. Mel, I don't have anything to say about this song at all. Rather like you, Louis, for the last song, but. The only thing I wanted to ask was if you were to write a song about an actor or mm, have a song that featured an actor, they're very different questions, aren't they? Okay, no. If you were to write a song about an actor, which actor would you write a song about? Timothy Spall. That was too quick. No, it just reminded me of once when I was a friend of mine and... uh, we were saying, oh, who would you just give a sort of a general Oscar to, not for something specific, but someone who hasn't like maybe got the spotlight they deserve. Mm. And he immediately said, Timothy Spall, mm. straight out. And I was like, that's a really good point. I, I don't know if he's ever won anything that big. I mean, he's obviously respected, yeah. But he's mm. like, he's been in so many things and he's a great actor. Um, yeah. So maybe I'd write a song about Timothy Spall, give him a bit of recommendation. Recognition. Also, I feel like um, you picked a good actor there, Louis, because Spall rhymes with ball, or call, you know. And another brick in the wall, Timothy. Spall. Spall. <laughs> if they did a Pink Floyd crossover with Timothy <laughs> Spall. Uh, yeah. What would you two choose? Who would you choose? You go first, James. Alan Fletcher, the actor uh, who plays Dr. Carl Kennedy in Neighbours. He's got his own band called The Right Prescription. Um, no, I, I have no idea. I was going to say Toadfish from from Neighbours as well, but I have absolutely no idea. Nothing. Then you could do yeah. you, you could do an album with all of the Neighbours characters. That probably already exists, doesn't it? I imagine. Well, and these new Neighbours has just come out. I just keep seeing adverts everywhere. Not that we're all excited about that, but it's the, that that new service, Free V. All right. We're not sponsored by Freevee. Maybe we should be. I didn't didn't really know what it was until a colleague explained Ah. it. Is it it free? It's free, but it's like adverts on Prime, basically. Oh, I see. But they only put some shows on it. So their new one that they've made is Neighbours, the new chapter. And uh, the only way you can watch it is through the free version. You can't do Prime and watch it without ads. Uh what we call a fast channel in the business. Oh. <laughs> um, I'll just end with when talking about this song with a quote uh, of a review of the song, which I thought was quite funny, which was, they never sounded less like madness and they never sounded so good. Really? <laughs> it's quite cruel, isn't yeah. it? Marisa, we need your actor as well. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Oh. 
Yeah, he's a really solid choice. Just doesn't get the credit he deserves. What's, he's a fantastic actor. What's he been in? Was he in Control? Seven Psychopaths? No. He's been in Seven Psychopaths. He was in that Moon film that was directed by David Bowie's son. Oh, yeah. And Jones. Who was he? Is he called Zowie Bowie? Someone told me once he was christened Zowie Bowie, but changed his name to Duncan Jones, which just seems mm. crazy to me. Um, I think you don't want to be associated or remembered, right? If you've got a name like Zowie, why are you changing it to Duncan? <laughs> to go the complete opposite. Want to be normal? Yeah. Just want to fit in. I mean, I, you know what my last name is. I won't say it on here, but it is all extremely original. I remember as a kid, I was like, I just want to be called Simon Jenkins. Just because they'd be so much easier. <laughs> and spelling. That way. Huh? Do you still feel no, like no, I love my name now. Oh, everybody, everybody. All right. Moving on to the flying pickets. Only you. Mal, I'm going to go straight to you for this one. Did you know it was Christmas number one in 1983 and it was also reportedly Margaret Thatcher's favourite song? So, uh-oh. Uh-oh, indeed. Uh-oh. I watched the video, only could remark on uh, the sideburns that appeared. Uh, I've, I've written mutton chops here, yeah. Mutton chops. And then also, do you prefer Yazoo's version? Yes. Well, the end of the office is plays the Yazoo ver- Yazoo version, and I've li- I've liked that for many a year. And this I didn't, so I didn't know this was the. So the Yazoo is the original, I believe. Yeah. And this is just a cover, only a year later. Yeah. Okay. A cover by many a people as well, you know. Enrique Iglesias, oh my God. Joshua Radin, Kylie Minogue and James Corden together. Selena Gomez, Jason Donovan, Smith and Burroughs. Gosh. Alison Moyer's got a really nice voice, hasn't she? I think that really just elevates this song. I think it's cool, the, this kind of acapella business, you know. Um, but, yeah, the original's the best. Um, I think it's a really good cover, but I think Vincent Clark, Alison Moy, can't get better than that really for Yazoo. So, and it's a shame. I'm not going to hate on it because it's Margaret Thatcher's favorite song. Uh, favorite song, because you know if like if like Hitler liked Love Will Tear Us Apart, it doesn't change Love yeah. Will Tear Us Apart. And maybe you would like it because Joy Division had right wing overtones. <laughs> In the name, in the in the icon iconography, and their you know, like they were originally called Warsaw and shit, and they had like, you know, Joy Division is a reference to the Nazis, right? So it's. It, I did not know. Yeah, you know, you know, it's very dark. You don't want to look up what the Joy Division was. Um, I wondered when we were going to sort of turn our podcast towards the sort of alt right. <laughs> um, I'm pleased that we've done that only three apps yeah. in. You know, we've already got the audience and now we're alienating them and brainwashing. It's good. <laughs> it's a little messaging. Yeah. Well, it's funny that the, this was Margaret Thatcher's... Was was Margaret Thatcher's favourite song the cause, the, cause, the Yazoo version or this version? I think it was this version. 
Well, I'll just pick up on that, Margaret, because you do know where their name came from, because their name refers to mobile strikers who would travel in order to join a picket, i.e. miners strike, reflecting the group's radical socialist political views. So have that. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> hey, right-wing people yeah. listen to podcasts too. But Well, they can stop listening to this instead. <laughs> We love privatisation. It goes well every single time. Hmm. <laughs> privatisation. Privatisation. Coming to a hospital near you. Yeah. Um, I quite, again, the video, it's just lads in a grotty pub, but all doing quite a cappella, which I think is a nice yeah. juxtaposition. I think that's good fun because blokey pubs is not really in line with, uh, 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 you know, that kind of... <laughs> What was that? Yeah, I'm gonna talk was me doing all of the verse, all of the parts. Right. Yeah, one guy just at the fruity just goes, uh, uh, at the fruity machine. <laughs> so I thought he's got the duff job. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I like the easy one. I like this. It's 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 Louis West of the week. I'll let you have it. It's my wet of the week. Okay. By the way, guys, no one has done any Hall of Fame. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be good for me? So far. We're to my have some kind of yeah. attack. <laughs> Disbelief. I can't. I can't. Not yet. Not even. Next, next song. Maybe Matt Bianco. Just come <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Marita looks genuinely annoyed with that choice. Moving on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're moving on to our, f- well, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong here, our first European hit that wasn't British or American with Nana 99 Red Balloons. Correct me if I'm wrong there. I think it, we'd have to go back and check, but yeah, pretty sure it is. Yeah. I think that might be our first European mm-hmm. making its way into the. Now, hit thoughts on this iconic pop. Fantastic. Although apparently the, I do prefer it in German just because A, it's a hipster thing to do. B, it does sound nice in German. And she said apparently the lyrics are better in German as well. Um, but yeah, no, just love it. And any song with slap bass, I'm there for it. So more slap bass, please. You know? Ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah, I love all the different segments, you know, and how it builds and the synths and everything. Just what a great song. What a great song. One of the best songs for the 80s, let's say. I completely agree. For what? I completely Wow, that is the first. Nina's brought us together. She has. And it's just whatever you think of it, you're going to move to it, aren't you? Yeah. Da, da, da. You hear it come on, you know it instantly, you're on the dance floor. One for Louis' wedding. One for Louis' wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Louis' wedding playlist. Um, yeah. It's bouncing, isn't it? It's just. It's another example. Well, a good example of space as well. You know, like it's allowed to breathe the song. Do you know what I mean? The, the sixth bit, it takes its time. It's building, you know, the space for the drums and everything. I love that. Like it takes its time and it's indulgent in it. And that's the. You know, too many pop songs are just like get to the get to the chorus, you know, and this is just 
No, I, lo- I love it. Great song. Little tempo change yeah, as well. Sorry. Did did it did it slow it down? Mm. And then we'll. Um, yeah, a brilliant song. Number one in the UK. Um, American Australian audiences are like you, Jim. They prefer the German version as well. Good. Um, this is great. Those hipsters in America. Um, a good uh, something that was really interesting was so on VH1 after Hurricane Katrina, uh, they run a release show in 2006 and viewers could you know request uh to play whatever songs they wanted by paying money donation and one viewer donated thirty five thousand dollars for the right to program an entire hour of 99 of wow and they got it that's and they got fair play fair play that's five thousand pounds well spent in my book yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i like that um What's it exactly about, anyone? It's something about a, a fireworks show or some kind of an air show, right? Somebody let these balloons go and then it was seen as like a... People thought it was a UFO and something like that. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was, it was, it was along those lines. Um, the, that was the literal event that they saw and then they took it to make, mean that that was about the dreams of the German people that were lost after World Hang on, so it was a bit political. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little downer there for one of the happiest songs going. <laughs> Germany's back again. Beautiful country. Great people. Dankeschön. Dankeschön. You had a great time in the Black Forest, Mao, didn't you? Yeah, I love the Black Forest. Love German as a language. Love German people. Yeah. A sense of humour is wicked. Ich liebe would move there Deutschland rather than um, yeah probably my go to European country that I would move to Germany nice yeah done tick my tip is visit yeah. the Bodensee very beautiful part of Germany just south of the Black Forest big thumbs up near the Black Forest as well so you could go on an adventure there anytime um, tours tours are available uh, <laughs> check with your local travel agent for terms and conditions what prices are they starting at, Jack? Uh seven nine nine for a seven weeks to uh, seven weeks. Seven weeks to, you know, <laughs> including yeah, including cool. flights and transfers from Friedrichshaven Airport. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You do have to change it at Frankfurt though, so just so you know. Yeah. Mm, everything everything through life has to change through Frankfurt, really, doesn't it? Um <laughs> All right. Enough yep. of that? Um, right, one of the biggest, I'd say. Cindy Lauper, girls just want to have fun. Sorry to be annoying, but I didn't say that that was my one of my picks, 99 Red Balloons. One of my picks as well. Oh. Should I just say it now? Yeah. Yep, yeah, say it again, yeah. 99 Red Balloons is one of my picks of the week. It's also my pick of the week. Nice. Oh, well done. Not unanimous. You've embarrassed yourself. No. I well, have we have we done a unanimous one yet? Yeah, we did in the first yeah, I think we did it the first time. Did yeah. We, what was it? Um Men at work? No. <laughs> red red wine, I think. Red red wine. I think I backed out with that. Mm, you think you did? You didn't want to go with the crowd. 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, <laughs> doesn't matter. Okay, no, I, I think. Oh, I think the problem with this Hall of Fame thing is, I, are, are you doing it for the yourself, or are you doing it for what is eighties, what is now, what is yeah, both? Marita, I am of course just doing it for songs that I like, not because of any particular era. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I'm gonna have to meet in the middle a bit then. All right. Um, all right, moving on. Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and I'll just put that right at Newman's Hall of Fame one pick of the week for me. Top of the draw. Come yeah, on. You might as well. Let me have it. Let me have it. Give it. Love it. Absolutely. I listened to that six times in a row. Like, it's oh. just phenomenal. Is it a feminist anthem? Is it not? I don't know. It is just so fun. Yeah. So fun. Well, girls, they just want to have some of it. Yes. And the back and forth at the end, they just want to, want to have fun. That's just perfect. You know, we had a few drinks. Yeah. Her voice is incredible as well. So unique, right? So the original, interestingly, was a bike called uh, Robert Hazard. Um, and it's a very grungy, excuse me, rocky 70s kind of record. Um, and interesting, it was recorded as a demo, but never released. The track was originally a man's account of bedding women. Oh, it never was. Uh, it was. So until our Cindy uh, transformed it into a rallying cry for sexual equality. Good old sins. Um, I'll just quote quote Cindy. Um, it doesn't mean that girls just want to fuck. It just means that girls want to have the same damn experience that any man testifies, sister. <laughs> Do you want to guess how many views are on the YouTube video of the song as of September 2023? I do, James. You want to go? I feel like I might have seen it, but I think I could be completely wrong. 353 million. Okay. I'm going to go for 6.5 billion. So, okay. nearly everybody on the planet has watched this one. What's that song? Um, it's 1.2 billion. Wow. And that's mainly us in the no, just week. Yeah, that was just me because I had it on repeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I listen to that. <laughs> I have to listen to them all four hundred times. I still can't fucking remember when we do this podcast. Uh, Can I just give a shout out to the Cindy Lauper song "All Through the Night"? So I would also recommend that. It's a very good song. I like that one. I don't know any other songs, but time after time, you don't know that one. Oh, oh yeah. that, yeah. that's a beautiful song. That's a bit of a sad sap song, isn't it? Really. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's a Louis Wetter. Uh, yeah yeah um just before we finish with cindy um we've all put that in as a yeah. the same yeah. just checking Definitely. yeah loving it um just guess what weird al yankovic he called his cover of this song but withdrew it because he even he thought it was a little bit a little bit and i made a face of girls just want to Something bum or something. 
Girls just want to. Girls just have bums. Girls just have bums. Um, Song about anatomy. Bums. Um, no, that was Will Powers kissing right. bums. Uh, no, that's that'd be. Um, no, it was girls just want to have lunch. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, ladies, you the vibe just that they do that and nothing else. That's the vibe, though. That's the problem. I think he mm. took it away just because I think. Uh, I think maybe it was more just had the title and yeah. and Weird Al didn't quite hit the nail on no. that one. Tracy Allman, my guy. Uh, James, you want to take... Well, this is a Madness song. Cover of Madness song. Which it is. I actually think this... Oh. My girl. I think this is a better, you know, better version, to be honest. I really like the strings... I like this kind of call and response between the the brass and the and the bass. It sounds feels like um, her voice is also kind of cool compared to Sucks, I think. And um, it's a weird song though, because like for the first fifty seconds, I'm like, oh god, this is just pure dirge. Obviously, but when it kicked mm-hmm. in with this, you know, the reggae and the the the, the that's reggae riff or whatever, and um, and the brass, so I think that's really really good. Marie scrunched her nose. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> Marie just scrunched her notes at the mention of reggae and Chelsea or Tracy Ullman, I think. But it's a little reggae, like... Right. Um, anyway, but great track, great track. I liked it. Yeah. Great well, track. Good track. It was a good track. I'm a positive person. <laughs> As I've said multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like a madness song. Yeah, very much does. I've written Moni and Madness-esque. Ah. Did you know it was a Madness cover? No. Ah! Well, there you go. Back to the old problem of, is this cover different enough? I like her, though. I've got to say, I like her. I think she is a comedian at heart, and in the video you see that. She's dressing up in all the garb. She's doing impressions like, don't change. It features um, British politician Neil Kinnock in it, interestingly. Mm. And, uh, you know, he was at the time the head of the UK Labour Party. Um, but yeah, again, forgettable. Was a bit like Tracy Albert, you put it at comedy. I just feel like the lyrics are pretty, yeah. I don't know, sad, sappy, like um, anti-feminist sentiment. I'm sticking to my guy like a stamp to a letter, like birth of a feather. We stick together. I can tell you from the start, I can't be torn apart from my guy. Mm. Mm. But doesn't she just want to, it doesn't she say all of that? And then she says, but actually sometimes I just want to watch TV on my own and I don't want you around. Does she actually say that? Something like that, I think. Is it like, I, my dad's mad at me. I just want to watch TV. Is it something like that? I think the music is good. The lyrics poor. Songs poor. Wait a sec. Sorry, can I just quit one more? Sure. One more line. No muscle-bound man could take my hand from my guy. Mm, so he's a scrawny fella then. Yeah. New word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well done. Well done, Tracy. No Hall of Fame. No. 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 She's done well. She's moved her out. She's pivoted. To a completely different profession. Um, all right. 
Matthew Wilder, Break My Stride. A bit of a few sighs loud into the <laughs> microphones there. Marita, I think that sigh can kick us off. So it's got a bit of man down under to it. Mm, exactly what I wanted to say to you. Yeah. Break my stride. Mm-hmm. Break my stride. Yeah. Like talk of my language. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so yeah. sweet when you say that in that previous podcast. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it. I started ranting about how I'd once listened to a This American Life episode um, about etiquette and one of the rules of this lady's life was to never talk about your dreams and I've said that Matthew broke that rule almost immediately in the song that's literally what I've written as well stop it no yeah because I put the the bit where he talks about a dream out to say I don't care about your dream (laughs) because it also just says how ridiculous it is that says I mean Sophie if you are listening I do love hearing about your dreams but like anyone else other than your beloved, it is just ridiculous. I mean, look, sailed to China in a rowboat. <laughs> Stupid. Of course you wouldn't. And then you said you had to get your laundry cleaned. Nonsensical. No plot, no device, no, you know, ridiculous. Why do we need to hear? It's a bit like um, that lyric from a uh, Smith song, which actually I've grown to love, which is... Um, Oh, heaven, I'm miserable now, right? And he says, I had to get a job and found a job. No. Yeah. I was looking for a job and I found a job. You know I was miserable now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Elton John, if I was a sculptor, but then again, no. Brilliant lyric. So ridiculous because it's pointless. You've said it and undone it by the next sentence. <laughs> but in this first verse, though, he's kind of saying, I had a dream and this was a weird dream, but what does it mean, right? No one cares. Fuck all, mate. It means fuck all, and dreams don't mean anything. anything. And anyone listening who thinks about their dreams and worries about them, shut fuck <laughs> up. They mean fuck all. Go and get some therapy and talk about your life. Don't dwell on what your subconscious comes up with because you're wasting your time, Matthew. I had a dream that I was stuck on a podcast listening to 80s, bad 80s times. Feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Let's move on there. from Matthew Wilder. He's rubbish. Yeah. Dreadful. Break to stride. It's called, Let's break it's called this stride. initial kind of novelty kitsch value. Like you say with this do 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 like kind of lighthearted, but then it just gets boring. Yeah. I will just tell you a couple of things I read about it that were quite funny. He said that when he was writing this song, he had like a quota of song to fill for the record yeah. label and he had a bit of a block. So what he would do, because there was really thick at the record label apparently is he'd just write Beatles songs backwards and send them in (laughs) and they would just go oh no this is shit but not notice and then so then he wrote that woke him up to write Break of My Stride and so he woke up wrote Break of My Stride but as we all know it was quite shit so the promoter for the song uh, created like an illusion that it was popular by like just speaking shit about oh. it and saying like oh you know like it's got you know number one in a couple of countries and you know and then people at radio stations were like shit really we better play it so it was all hype nice amazing 
then people obviously did like it because it just got played out. So it's the musical equivalent of that guy. Who's that footballer who's Brazilian who never played a game, but he kept on getting transfers to European clubs because he had like an agent and a journalist who would back him up and say, oh, he's really good. He scored those games, goals in Brazil. They did a movie about him. Really? And when he was in like training, when he like, you know, you do the promotional thing where you like do kick-ups or you like score a few goals or whatever to... to he would deliberately like kick the ball into the stands where the fans were so they didn't have to like show that he was actually a shit footballer. Score. And he'd always pull up with injuries and stuff. Apparently made loads of money just signing for different clubs, but he never played football once in his life. There's a movie about him. I can't remember what he's called. I love a good comment. Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. It's yeah. so interesting to watch. Would you would you enjoy getting caught if it happens? Because as long as you knew at the end, just go, God, you got me good there. Yeah, well, I had to. I just my cap to you, con man. <laughs> the audacity! I, I tell you what, I don't like this song, but I doff my cap to Matthew Wilder's promoter. Yeah, Louis Doff, the resident. Good to see it. Yeah, I, I I won't mention the name just in case it wasn't true, but good story nonetheless. Great, great story. What's a good football story, James? Well, moving on, listeners, we've got something quite new for you. Um, you can cut that. That's good. I like that. Really sick of my mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, we, me and Marita, weren't under the impression that there, this song was included on the album. The song being Julia and Company breaking down Sugar Samba. I don't know if Sugar Samba is in it in the spreadings. Crucial element. Oh, well, guess for me. But this is going to be a fresh listen. So we've got Marita, the marmite of the podcast, who goes hard. What did you describe Marita as? Uh, strong, visceral. What did you say? No, like um... it's like really strong or really like yeah. uh, physical. Physical. Yeah. You've got physical, and you've got middle of the road Louis, who's going to nicely sit on the fence. For everyone, are we all gonna? We all get line it up and we'll press play at the same time and we can line it up. G to G. Okay, James, are you gonna yes. listen to it too? Yes. Okay. Are we all ready for it at the same time though? Yep. Are you ready? Yeah, we'll just try it out. Three, two, one, go. Dance videos. Oh, strutting on. Check out the dancing. Well, he's un- yeah, he's undoing his shirt. In the comments, it says that's Bruno Tonioli. You know, from Strictly Come Dancing. No, yeah. What is it? I don't even know. Is it? It's hard to tell. It looks a bit like him. She's got a great voice. And you see the second comment? I have a huge love for the album. Now that's why I call music volume two. This is on it. Breaking Down is a classic and filled with nostalgia. These are Sarah Kirk nine five four two. This this is the kind of listeners we need to tap up and just say yeah. Thing. Yeah. Also on Now Yearbook nineteen eighty four, released last October by Anster nineteen eighty three. The Anster. These are the people we need to be talking to. Isn't it? Oh, it's a good little. It's good. It's a good vibe, eh? It's a good little funky tune. Very different from the rest of the Now album. Oh, she's died. <laughs> <laughs> she's died last two years ago well that's a good legacy this song I think good tune and this is again like we're talking about now right 
it's a good purchase, right? If you if you especially if you get into music, yeah, into yeah. music or want to try different stuff or listen to different things. Oh, it's something. What a voice! Yeah. If this came on in a club, you'd you'd you'd, you'd vibe up, you'd vibe to it. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you vibe to this. Yeah. Although I can't help but it. Maybe this means I'm a knob, but I can't help but feel that this would just be better remixed. Yeah, bit more, bit of a bit tempo of, of, uplift. Yeah, a bit, bit more. Well, I tell you what, it will be Louis remix of the week. Louis remix yeah. of the week. All right, we're up um, one song. Oh no, two, sorry, two. Three. All right. Um, uh, just a quick yay, nay for that song, Julian Cusser, yay. It's a yay. It's a yay. It's a yay. A nice surprise. A nice surprise mm-hmm. that was. Louis surprise of the week. And Louis surprise of the week and RAP, Julia. I'm sure you're a lovely person. Yeah. Joe Fagan. That's living all right. That's living yep. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, I, I, um. <laughs> I put I put a few things. I put first of all hashtag lad. Then I put the musical equivalent of three blokes in a van with the one in the middle looking a bit sheepish. Um and then I yep. put yeah. in brackets, like we've got Springsteen at home. You know, like when your mum would be like, Oh we we do we're not gonna buy Coke. We've got free we've got freeway colder at home or do you know what I mean? You never heard that, heard that same before? I, I see what you mean, as in like we're not... It's like the Wish version it. of... Uh, Wish.com version I, of Springsteen. I see. Yeah. Uh, I see, I see. This is like Springsteen. Well, you know, it's all about working men and having a... You know, this. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's the blue-collar blue collar music. And it was a thing. But it's also... It's written for our features and pets, so it's actually... Yeah. And I've I never so watched it. not written for music. i never watched it. I, I, I watched like a little bit after listening... Excuse me, to yeah. and I think it's a bit lost on me. Is it because you've got a cleaner? But well, this is your cleaner's song. To shoe them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, I think it doesn't approach me. But I, I think I need to give it more time. But like, I think if it's a song, if we're, t- we're not talking about the show, we're talking about the song. And I think that if, if it's just a theme tune they put on. I think I'm already a little bit like, oh, you know. Yeah. Mal? So what you just said about the van, I thought that it provoked an image of Only Fools and Horses in my mind, but it also sounds like really American at the same time. So those things don't go hand in hand. No. Um, I mean, it, it's, yeah. I quite like the laser pow pows that were going on here and there. I love a laser pow pow, especially in the club. But it, it worked quite well in this song. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> else to say. No, I, I mean, I haven't got my spit on it. No, yeah. we're good. The penultimate song, Hot Chocolate, I Gave You My Heart. I wrote Tesco <laughs> Soul. That's good. Tesco. So, Bang average, soul, yeah, freshly baked, but maybe not the best tasting. <laughs> soul in a can, and he's kind of like Mister Hot Chocolate. I think he's probably had, you know, he's an attractive man. I'm sure he's had plenty of partners, and he's a bit like, yeah, 
give you my heart, but I don't care. You know, I don't know. It's, I don't know what I'm even saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just I, like just tell it, yeah, I could go away. It's, it reminded me, I, I wish I was listening to Billy Ocean and not this. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I like Billy Ocean. I, I liked it. I like it. I think I love you, sexy thing. I, I like the middle of the road, as we know. I, I, I like it. I think there's just, it makes me feel good. It's a bit like how I feel like listening to Lionel Richie or something. I just makes me feel like, oh, do you know what? I'm safe in. Mm. I'm just safe in the middle zone of inoffensive radio two. Oh, me and, me and Soph drove somewhere the other weekend. We put Radio 1 on on a Friday afternoon. We were like, I don't know what's going on here. Put Radio 2 on. We were yeah. loving it. Of suddenly that age and every all the music on Radio 1 has shifted to Radio 2. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've got Scott Mills, who's also yeah. on Radio 2 now. And you're like, blimey, I've grown up with that. And now I've been demoted to... <laughs> Radio 2 and actually I, I'm going to own it it was nice and they'd play something like this you know I, somebody at work they were talking about how the Libertines is dad rock that, that really oh went oh, oh my god you know realisation moment gosh that's a sign yeah. of the times isn't it, isn't it? Live. dad rock Libertines Pete Doherty 2005 3 something like that you'd be a dad now probably Mal, what did you think of this track? Uh, I can't remember what it sounds like as soon as it's finished. That's that's how much of a lasting impression it made on me. I, you know, in one ear, out the other. But probably imagine if you're driving somewhere, stressful situation, didn't really, you know, want some intense electric music on. A safe place. Just, a yeah, safe place. Fall back on and. Exactly, and I'm going to give it one of my Hall of Fames. Oh, I, th- I ever, I never am, and I never will. I will, will actually, and I think I'm going to stick up for that that part of the record. That's that middle ground, and just there's nothing wrong with being safe. There's nothing wrong with just hitting those, being calm and feeling nice in the description you just described, Marita. And that's what I felt when I listened to it. It made me think of you sexy thing. It made me think of... Oh, I've lost my show of thought. Oh, but anyway, sorry. the point is, I don't really know why. I think 99 Red Balloons is a pop classic, but I didn't give it my Hall of Fame because it's fun. It's, I just know it's out there already. And I'm going to give a little shout out to Hot Chocolate. I'll leave you with one lyric from Hot Chocolate, yeah. which is akin to what you think Errol Morris of the of Hot Chocolate, he had lots of partners, but he says, using, abusing, love's always losing. So in the end, maybe all of that, you don't get anywhere really. Um, jaded yeah. man, isn't he? Jaded. So that's, we can leave, we can leave Hot Chocolate with yeah. that thought. For one last prog rock hit, which I'm surprised made it on the album, but it's Louis's last Hall of Fame, Snowy White, Bird of Paradise, James, Head in Hands, Marita didn't even listen to it. I don't think anyone's going to be friends with me after this. Get someone else go, because I can't bear to 
talk about a song that you both hate. James James is, looks like he's about to combust. I'm listening to it right now. Uh, quite melancholic. So I, I mind so it. I quite like the guitar. No, 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 no. That's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snowy White, he's like the guy who brings a guitar to a party that you just don't cast. And <laughs> he smoked one that. joint when he was 16. He's like, Yeah, you just call me Snowy White. And his his real name's like yeah. Gary Fairclough or something. It's like, hey, it's, you know, Gary, Gary's saying uh, to call him Snowy, Snowy White now. It's like, Yeah, I'll just, just go with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's important to him. Um, you know, it's like, it was only <laughs> this song's best enjoyed in a bed sit with a joint. With this on vinyl, you bought it from a shop, you don't have a job, and you're just like, you're tripping away, you're just going away. But it seems to be literally about a bird of paradise. Like, talk, wish that I could fly, I'd be beside you now, but I can only sigh and watch you circle around. It's like literally about birds. And he's a stubby white owl, and he likes a bird of paradise. Interesting. Um, yeah, I do like the kind of Hendrix-esque guitar. I uh, like how he's kind of mixing synths and the guitar. But ultimately, like, just the lyrics are very uninspiring to me. But then maybe it's so meta that it's 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 beyond, you know. You just don't understand. So many levels above there. You don't understand, bro. Well, he's the Thin Lizzy guitarist. Yeah, so he's well. also in Pink Floyd briefly. You can see Mr. Sully. Steve Wright's... One of Steve Wright's favourite songs. I don't know if that tells you anything. Oh, God. I was enjoying it up until that point. <laughs> Marita just passed a kidney stone. You said, you said that. Said, oh, it's come out. Oh, finally. Oh. You know what? I'm, I'm, what? This song's quite long, isn't yeah. it? What is it? Yeah, it's quite long. But also quite surprised, quite surprised it's on this album again. I'm not. Isn't it? So, Louis, I, your Hall of Fame yeah. is... It's, it's my watch up and what? Cindy Lohan. Cindy Lohan. Yeah. I've gone for a much more personal choice this week. I think, James, what you said, like, you know, bed sit and a joint. I mean, my version of that was I, I listened to this for the second time when I, uh, in the morning after having a yeah. pints, and I just played this because I hadn't listened to it as much as the others. And that, guitar came in I just sort of you know we were talking about earlier about Marita about feeling physical I just went oh and I just went oh and it so look hands up it did something to me <laughs> involuntarily I like literally oh. and I was like that is really emotional I liked it the melancholy like it was something happened and you know what I can't wait till this call is over and I can listen to it again wow I loved it I loved it I I agree with you. I don't know what it means. I don't really care. I think it's just great guitar riffs and like wanking on a guitar, really, isn't it? Just sort of that kind of, you know. Um, I'll just if you, I'll just leave you with what I found on the internet about this. Right, there's a song that uh, a website that keeps cropping up called songmeaning.com or something shit like that. And anyway, it's less about like an official writing of what it means and more just like a forum for people to write yeah. what they think. And this song had one comment on it, and I'm just going to give you the whole thing, okay? The verses, when will you come again so I can watch you play in the pouring rain, on the other hand, gives us the hint that the bird Snowy White is singing about is actually a child. Why isn't the child with the singer anymore? Has he given it away? 
Was it kidnapped? Did it die? The third seems to be the most likely because the bird left the singer and not the other way around, and it left free willingly. Free willingly. What does the pouring rain symbolise? It usually symbolises sadness, but wouldn't the singer be happy if he could see the child again? This song is confusing me. Was that your comment? Wow. No, that's the, that's the, that was included in it. I, I think people have yeah. time. But I guess we've got time to we've make got time to make more narrowing. <laughs> it's a way to go. Yeah. Anyway, it's a bit like you know in GCSE English when someone just like tries to substantiate something that can't be substantiated. Mm. It's just sheer nonsense. Yeah. Like, so I just open rhetoric questions. I quite like. Did it die? <laughs> Why is it gone from him and he's not gone from it? I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's that's pretty much everything, everybody. Um, listeners, James wanted me to say something at the end here. You can cut it in. Uh, you can you can contact us on thatnowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Spotify, uh, That Now Podcast, and send in your own views on these songs. We, we'd love to read them out on, on next week's pod. Also, we'd like to give the give this side of now... A rating, A to F. What do we say? This is a good. This is a strong side of music. Would you say? I thought it was compared to last week. Yeah, lie me. Um, um, Marita, shake your head. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, those were so bad. Last week's was so bad that surely that they were yeah, a U last week. Yeah, that has to be as bad as it's going to get. And there were what like three all right songs on here. So you can't go any higher than like D, really. There's got to be a better album than this. I feel like we're going to go. I think it's just a D. This is a C plus. Yeah, C plus. Some surprises, some hits, some some new ones, some old ones. You know, a good mix of, I think, you're not going to win with everything. You guys have got very high expectations of these now albums. Wow. Well, when it comes into our eras, maybe hit after a fucking hit, isn't it? <laughs> we are going to be chomping at the bit, and all the boomers who listen to this podcast are going to be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" The eighties, and all the Gen Z ones are going to be going, "Why are they these old twats talking about this for the later ones?" We're going to be irrelevant for the most part. But it's own it. I'm going to say B minus. Oh, last week was F. Woof, woof, woof. I think. The first week was the first side of now one. That was like, yeah, probably C plus. Nah, I don't know. Can't really remember it now. I'd go for D again. Oh, I'll probably. I can't remember. Cabo Chameleon, Tall oh, Clips of the Heart, and Double Dutch. Give it. Oh yeah. Give it up. Solid C. C. Red. Maybe. Red Red Wine. Solid C, Phil Collins, you can't really love. Hey, hey, you rock steady crew. Down under, met at work. Maybe be more. Too shy, Kajagugu. Only oh, for love, the mind. F. Oh, yeah. Didn't turn up. So we're saying the first side is around a C plus, B minus. Lamal got, was one of those people who got uh, one of those people to take the exams for it. That's what the level is we're talking here. That's libelous. He didn't. I'm sure he's a smart bloke. How many O levels did he get? Oh, Lamar, we just had to mention you before the end. Anyway. And that's been now for this week. Bye for me. 
That has been. That that's been. now. Three. And this is then. That was then. This is now. Good, Good night. night. Good night. Nailed it.